Stafford and Matthews, episode 14. As always, Joe Stafford, Chris Matthews, former Seahawk and Raven. Interesting week uh, 13 in the NFL here, and it was definitely a surprising one on many accounts. Thursday night was pretty shocking for me, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm sitting down by the Christmas tree watching a nice football game. You know what? I'm thinking the path to the playoff is still there. We're going to knock off the Rams. We're going to you know, run the table the rest of the year. And that was quickly dashed as the Rams kicked our ass up and down the field. I think the final score was, what, 23-3, to three, something like that. Something embarrassingly big margin. And Cam Newton threw the ball into the ground about five times, threw a pick six on a, a running back screen, which I really didn't think was possible, but I guess it is for Cam Newton. Um, and, Christian, your, your team had a tough week this week, too. What did you hear from the 49ers whoa, this week? Whoa, before you start on my team, let's talk about how Cam got benched as well. Let's not just breeze yeah. past that. Let's continue talking about this team that, that you love so much that uh, only scored three points in a game. But can, can you blame me for wanting to, like, skate past it, though? Like, I tried <laughs> to work it in there and try to, like, make it onto your team and everything, but it didn't work out. Uh, you want to talk about Cam Newton. Um, well, you know, like, the Lamar Jackson jokes when he was younger, when they're talking about him being a running back, like, not bad for running back? Yeah, Cam Newton's a running back at this point. Like, he's more running back than Lamar Jackson is. Uh, he can't throw the football for his life. Pop Warner offense, and I know he deserves the bulk of the blame, but I will put it on Josh McDaniels a little bit as well. I mean, some of his play calling is just horrendous, especially towards the, the red zone especially. It's just been, it's been embarrassing. I mean, you throw the ball literally, I think, twice in the red zone that entire football game. You run camp at the middle three times, didn't work. Run him a fourth time, not going to work either. They went in fourth and goal, I think, twice there in the first half and just didn't work out at all. Um, because teams are starting to predict this. They, they put 12 guys, essentially. They put the, the rest of their coaches on the t- field at this point because they're putting anyone they can in the box. And the Patriots, they're basically daring the Patriots to throw, and they won't do it because yeah. they know Cam Newton can't do it effectively and he'll throw a pick. And so, they, don't have, they don't have time to throw the ball either. Let's not, talk, let's not forget about this offensive line that's out there. I mean, I like their offensive line. I, th- I think Michael I and Wenu, the rookie. I know you like it. It would fit you. Okay. I mean, like, if I'm going to go to bat here about anything about the Patriots, I'll go to bat for that, for that offensive line. I mean, Shaq Mason, Shaq Diesel is a monster off pulling edge. David Andrews is one of the most solid centers in the, in the NFL. Joe Thune is, is solid. He was a high trade commodity in the offseason. And, and Michael Unwenu is, is a guy we drafted in the, in, in the mid-rounds this year. He's been balling out. I mean, if anything, criticize quarterback, receiver, tight end, but not offensive line. Give him a break. Still got three points that game. Whereas it's a team that depends on the defense to make plays, scoop and score, scoop and score, uh, and, and catch pick sixes and and do all these amazing things that they do on offense, what used to do on offense, and uh, didn't didn't come up to anything. I mean, you're not wrong, and that's that's the tough thing that that, that hurts me to say. Um, and, and I really can't make excuses anymore because it's what week 14 now. Yeah, you guys are already out. I mean, we're what? No, hey, hold on a second. <laughs> hold on a second. There's still a path. <laughs> there is technically technically there's still a path i actually have the graphic for you i'll, I'll bring it up here because i was oh, reading about it the other day Lord. and i wanted to make sure I, I brought this on the show so okay so how the patriots can make the playoffs first of all they need to win out from now on they, they, obviously they can't lose they have to beat Dol- the miami dolphins the buffalo bills and new york jets attainable it's attainable the only the only team that they can beat is the jets it's the only team that they can beat. They were, a, they were a fumble away from beating Buffalo, and they already beat Miami this year. So I don't want to hear any of that nonsense. Yeah, but that was a, that was a Miami that was led by Fitzmagic. True. Not but, you know, I still have faith in them to, because also rookie quarterbacks stink against us. Justin Herbert's a hell of a lot better than Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, he stunk it up against us. It's the second time around. Yeah, but again, like you just said, Fitzpatrick started that first game. Tua yeah. didn't. 
Yeah, but 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 what I'm saying is, is the second time around of seeing uh, seeing the same defense again, and having information on how they already played them. You already know it. You, you play one team one time. You see them again. You're watching the film. We know how to cor- correct things. That's true. No, it, it, only the only team, the only team that's not that doesn't have an advantage in this in this uh, on this side is you guys because you guys haven't played against him. We've gotten worse. We'll say that. We've gotten worse. But, <laughs> but I, I still am confident in Bill Belichick's ability to, to, to masquerade his defense in certain ways and make rookie quarterbacks cry. That's what he's done his entire career as a New England Patriots head coach. I mean, Justin Herbert's the latest victim to this. 45 nothing was the final score here. Um, he just confuses the holidays. Rookie quarterbacks, they're not veterans. He takes advantage of that. So I have faith in, in Bill Belichick to, you know, lead us to victory against Miami. But let's look at the other variables here because if we went out, that doesn't guarantee us a playoff spot in any way, shape, or form. This is what needs to happen. So Miami needs to lose three out of their next four. So they play Kansas City, which they lost to, uh, us, the Raiders, and the Bills. I'm yeah. confident they'll drop another two games. I'm yeah. confident in that. Okay, so I am too. I, okay. I'm, okay. I'm confident in that too. But, but these are a lot of stars that have to align. Oh, so. no. I'm not even done. I'm literally a third yeah, of the way through what needs to happen. Because I knew that wasn't going to be it. <laughs> oh, no, not even a shot. No. All right. So Miami, you probably check that off. That, that's pretty realistic. All right. The Raiders. Need to lose two out of their last four. They lost against Indy this week, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, then they have to play the Chargers, the Dolphins, and the Broncos. Um, so you really need to lose one more game out of those three. Probably going to be the Chargers, if anybody. And if it's the Dolphins, I guess that helps us a little bit too. So uh, we'll go with that. That's possible as well. But the Ravens, this is the real bitch. Because they on Monday Night Football, first of all, shout out to Lamar Jackson because um, – what a game-winning drive they both led. Against quarterbacks I've been very highly critical about as well. I've been highly critical of Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson. And they gave us a show on, on Monday night for sure. It was, it was a classic game. Oh, it, was, classic. it was a really good game. Yeah, for sure. It was good. It was good. Um, and I was impressed by both sides. Lamar got the better of them because they just gave him too much time on the clock when Cremont scored that touchdown for, for, Baltimore, for, um, for Cleveland. But this needs to happen. So Baltimore needs to lose two out of their last four. So they beat the Browns, so it's down to two out of their last three. They need to drop two games across the Jaguars, the Giants, and the Bengals. So that's the most unrealistic expectation about all of them. Absolutely. If they drop two out of four, I'll run around naked, like in the street, for something. I have no, I don't even know, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. But it's just like I don't, I have no idea what. Still waiting on my jersey. Yes, you are. Yeah, you know, you know, Hall, you know time out. I got a surprise for you. Time out. Right. Time out, time out, time out. All right, hold on a second. Um, Chris, talk like for like two seconds. I'll be right back. All right, I got you. So we've been uh, we've been waiting for this this jersey pick for a for a long time now, and Joe has just been he's been trying to give me the run by. You know, hey, I got you this week. No, I got you next week. No, you know what? The week after that, man. I, I'm telling you, this is going to be a special one. So now we're sitting up here, we're waiting on Joe and seeing what he has to put on. And then, he, oh, here goes Joe with the 81 49 I'll give you a little tour here. Hold on a second. Authentic. Oh, this is Jersey. authentic. Look at this thing. This thing's you know a monster. It is nice. It is No, nice. it's hard, though. It's hard. If you guys are watching on YouTube, it's hard. Look at that. Listen. That thing's legit. These are hard to come by. Because you, know you know how long I've been trying to get a Torello jersey? Well, just you, go Mit- you can go on Mitchell and Nass. I'm sure they have a couple in, in the waiting there. But, uh, yeah, it is. I've already looked. I wanted, but, it, I, I wanted a 
because I, I, I like Terrell Owens. I wanted the Eagles jersey, all black Eagles jersey, and I That'd wanted the 49ers jersey. Those are two that I really wanted so bad. Yeah, no, I mean, like, maybe you can, you know, take it off me or something, make a bet or something. We'll figure something out. <laughs> Uh, no, but no, this, it took us this long just to get the. Get yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, I've been pulling, I've been yanking your chain for a while about this. So that's fair. That's that's fair criticism. <laughs> it's been a while. Well, no. Well, the thing is, I was gonna wear it in California. When you, mm-hmm. so what I was gonna do is, I was gonna wear it on the flight, and when you picked me up, I would be wearing it, and that was gonna be like the whole thing, to, like the big surprise. <laughs> and then of course, like you know, like twenty twenty strikes again, and we had, we had, like yeah. canceled that trip and everything. But like I said, I'm kind of grateful I did, I missed that trip because. I, I avoided, you know, you roasting me on live television in front of SoFi Stadium while the Patriots got blocked. <laughs> like, I avoided that. So that, 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 that's good because you, if you have been listening for a while, if you guys have been, yeah, if you guys have been listening for a while here, you know that Chris is absolutely ruthless when it comes to the Patriots losing. So, <laughs> like, if, if, if we lost that badly on primetime television and we're there in person, I can't imagine the kind of just things that would shoot out of his mouth. Like, I'd be – Yeah, no, I'm going all the way in. If, hey, hey, if a train, if a train is, is going in one tunnel and coming out the other, and it has to go all the way, it has to go all the way through this windy road, that's exactly, that's exactly, that's exactly how I'm going. I'm going right down the middle, right through that windy road and come out on the other end of that tunnel with some shit. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, <laughs> I can't, I can't say I, I, I hate the effort because like the lengths you go through <laughs> to like shit on me is really impressive. It really it's is. It's really creative though. I really be thinking about this as time goes on. Like I be having like a couple jokes, just, just waiting at the top of my head from from the game from the end of the game honestly i hold it from the end of the game all the way up until we record no it's funny because now that you mentioned that um if you guys didn't know me and chris go back and forth occasionally uh during the football games and everything just to like poke fun at each other and uh chris sends me a lot of funny like like uh, he actually knows it's funny chris texts like a 45 year old dad it's hilarious it's so <laughs> funny so some of the things that he sends me here's a little audio clip that's his daughter, like, roasting the Patriots, I think, <laughs> something like that. Um, and then I sent him, like, my fire Joshua Daniels merch, which is live on BostonVictory.com, if you guys didn't see that. Um, it, it was just funny. And then um, he, he texted me, Cam got benched with 12 question marks and then a Kanye West gift. <laughs> so that was good. And then I said, stood the kid. And then I got a response text. It's just a picture of his TV, 24 to 3, and him just saying, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> like, you can't write this shit it's just so funny it's 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 awesome I, i'm sure you guys heard that story a while back when i uh when we lost against buffalo the first time you just sent me the gif of camden fumbling it was like you, you see this yet i'm like yeah chris i saw it i was watching the game uh no it's funny though we, we, have, a, we have a funny relationship like that uh, yeah but anyway all right week four uh 13 in the nfl uh was a doozy there was a lot of interesting game or week 14 i'm sorry it was a lot of interesting games uh, on the agenda here, starting with Thursday night. I mean, we already talked about it a little bit, but Patriots Rams uh, twenty four three is the final score. The Patriots moved to six and seven. The Rams uh, advanced to nine and four here. They're making a late playoff push uh, in that wild card spot in the NFC West. Um, Cam dude nine of sixteen hundred nineteen yards and a pick, no touchdowns. This is why I made the comment earlier about him being a um, a running back because that's, that's exactly what he is. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's exactly what he is. Uh, and it's becoming harder and harder to defend my team constantly mm-hmm. on, on a live podcast over and over again, because I can't defend him because there's nothing to defend because nothing he, at all. since like 
week what three or week two since since the Seattle game he hasn't been relevant as a passer. One. Yeah. One. Yeah. It's just it's just it's really really tough as a Patriots fan. Obviously, you grew up expecting excellence. I mean, I'm only 20 years old. I literally haven't been alive for a losing season. I haven't. I have not been alive for a losing season. It, it is special. It, it's definitely something to appreciate and, and to hold and to recognize and honor and everything. But I knew this day would come eventually. I, since I was 15, my dad's been buttering me up saying, hey, this team's going to suck one day. You have to be ready for that. I said, okay, cool. I was like, yeah, whatever pops, whatever. And they won two more titles. I'm like, okay, yeah, he was just full of shit. Like, this whatever. <laughs> and then they finally came. We're, we're what, six and seven right now uh, in serious danger of, of having a losing season, although there's still a shot to have a winning season. It's not a likely shot, but there's still a shot. Definitely a culture shock for, for people around New England, you know, seeing their team being just so successful. And so just placing the hierarchy of NFL success being so, so highly thought of. And it's, just, it's been a tough, tough season for us uh, here, here in Boston. But um, Give up your boy. Yeah, it's tough. We, we lost our boy. But, Chris, do you have any thoughts about the actual game? Or are you just going to roast me again? No, nah, man. I don't, I, don't, I don't really have much to say about this <laughs> game. And besides that, you know – you guys suck. <laughs> wow. You guys suck. You guys going to try again next year, probably suck again next year because there's nobody you're going to be able to pick up. Uh, uh, Belichick's not going to pick up anybody worthy enough to, to, to actually last on this team. Um, what else do I got to say? Defense. Oh, no. Well, your defense is going to come back next year. I think Hightower is coming back. He, uh, dude, he's going to retire. Like, I really don't think he comes back. think so? I think he's done. I honestly – you saw it last year. He was yeah. trying to slow down a little bit. Now yeah. he opts out for COVID. That means he's pretty much out a year and a half. Yeah. He's, what, 32 this year? Like, you don't want to actually come out of retirement – not out of retirement, but pretty much out of retirement. You haven't been practicing or anything. He could be, he could be working out every day, though. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, go back to training camp at the dog days of August. Have to go through another full season when you know your team isn't going to be good. Like, there's no reason for him to come back. If I was about to retire, too. Yeah, you know, the NFL is not as hard as it used to be back in the day. No, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm just saying, but it's still even, a long Even Belichick can't even muster that up. Like, there's rules. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. I, I just don't think I see him coming back. I don't really see – Marcus Cannon coming back. I think he was supposed to retire last year before COVID gave him an opt-out. Well, that hurts because I was ready to see him ball. Yeah, I thought he was going to be out as well. And then, you know, Deb McCourty, Jason McCourty are a package deal. It's 50-50, maybe even uh, 46 that they, they even stay. It's probably favor that they actually leave and retire. Uh, and that's two, you know, cornerstones of the secondary. So it's going to be a, a tough offseason, I think. But hopefully we can actually get some talent in the draft. But God knows I shouldn't trust Bill Belichick in the first three rounds. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm trying, but hey, I mean, like all like the shit you talk about the Patriots, like who has a better record right now, the 49ers or the Patriots? Uh, I think we do. No, the Patriots do. You're five and eight, and you lost to the Washington freaking football team. So well, I'm, I've heard enough out of you. The Washingtons, to Washington's uh, uh, defense, they've won their last four games. Against they have. They have, but you can't. You can't be talking reckless shit about my team when your team's worse. Like you can't well, be saying that. They're actually good, and we're and we're still hurting. Yeah, but you're. Oh, but I'm saying this year. This year you're five and eight. All right, all right. You guys just scored three points this past game. Like that's pretty bad in itself in a whole season. That's like that's like the. I know you are. So what am my excuse? That that's like the comeback you have in third grade. Come on, Chris, give me some. It, it it is, but it works in this sense because in uh, what happened in the Super Bowl. Did somebody did. did did somebody uh, uh, get beat up in that Super Bowl? 
barely come out with any points in that Super Bowl? Who? To the Patriots. What t- what Super Bowl? The last one they were just in. Yeah, but we won. They barely won. It was all off the defense. Yeah, but it was we never off the won. Offense. But we it was won. Off the, it wasn't off the offense. And, you're, and, and the reason why I say that is because you're talking about Belichick is the greatest mind ever, but Belichick didn't score any points. Belichick is a defensive-minded coach. He was a defensive coordinator for years. He shut down the most explosive offense in the NFL. And then, t- I mean, as a head coach, and when you're, head, when you're the head coach, you manage both sides, of all three phases. Honestly, you have to know all three phases. So, you're right, but it was, it was a chess match, and Belichick came out on top. All right, man, I guess. I guess. You got, yeah, I mean, I'm, not a, I'm not a Patriots fan. I, I just, I'm just, I, every time I look up, they're always doing something that's bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the, what, the last, like, six months? Like, take, all right, six months, 20 years of success, I'll take it. I will take the, the, the off-balance there. But I'm anyway. Ready, I'm so ready for them to start having their streak of losing. I'm not. I'm, I'm really not mentally prepared. I am ready. I'm not ready. Anyway, next game, Vikings-Bucks, 8-5, and 6-7. and seven. The Bucks win 26-14. to 14. They've won seven of their last nine against the Minnesota Vikings here. Not shocking that we both picked the, the Buccaneers here, mostly because Kirk Cousins isn't capable of beating this defense. 24-37, 225 yards of a touchdown. No picks, but a very average day from Minnesota's uh, leader on offense there. Tom Brady, 15-23. 196 yards and a couple touchdowns also aided by Ronald Jones, 80 yards in the ground for a touchdown as well. Um, For this game, I think it came down to stopping Dalvin cook. Cause he didn't make it no easier for, for, for Tampa. Right. He he had 102 yards in the touchdown. It was was a solid game, but for his standards this season, Dalvin cook had a stretch where he scored three touchdowns, 200 yards consecutively. In multiple games, in consecutive games. So that sets the bar there. And when you're playing a team like Tampa that is going to be in the playoffs, is going to have a a significant shot to to make a deep run in the playoffs here, you need to show that you can compete with these guys. And what you did is the opposite. You basically – the Vikings. They basically showed me they can't compete with these – yeah. No, no, no. What I'm, I'm just saying in general, the Vikings just showed me that, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that their style of football just couldn't hold up to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm-hmm. standards here. Absolutely. Although I will say the Buccaneers are wildly overrated. I, I don't think they make a huge play. Absolutely. They don't make a huge run in the playoffs. I don't, I I don't, think, I think what I think it is, what I think was honestly, honestly, and I've, and I've said this before, but um, I think what saves uh, the Buccaneers is Jason Pierre-Paul. Like, hmm. Every time, every time I look at, every time I watch a game with him on defense, like he's setting, he's setting the, he's setting the bar out there. He's, he's getting, he's getting sacks, he's getting the rush passes, uh, he's getting uh, tackles for loss. You know what I'm saying? Like he's always showing up on film, and that's what you want as a, you know, especially as an uh, NFL coach, you want your players to show up on field on film all the time, and that's what he does. He jumps out in the film. They're double teaming him. He's still getting off. Um, still getting off of blocks and, and getting in on plays, so uh, I think that's one of the one of the main reasons what makes it uh, easier for their defense to be able to hang in there is Jason Pierre-Paul. And he's doing it with three less fingers than every other single NFL player has too. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. lie to you; it's yeah. pretty impressive. I miss the club. Bring back the club. I love the taped up nub he has. That's awesome. Just batting people down. That's an yeah. awesome. And he would have been to catch that one pick uh, a couple games ago. Two games. Two. I think it was two games ago. You know, it's, it's funny that you bring that up because you talk about one hand kind of being the, the norm here. I was, I was playing Madden the other day, 
And uh, I have both Maddens from, from last year and this year downloaded. And I had Shaquille, bro- Shaquille Griffin's brother. Shaquem, mm-hmm. I think his name is the one with like, – he actually has one hit because yeah. he, he had uh, amputated when he was younger. Yes. And I caught a one-hit interception with him on his opposite hand. Like the hand doesn't have a, a – like a, he doesn't have a hand on it. I caught uh-huh. it with that arm. So basically, like it was just like – it had like the, the nub. Yeah. It, it, it was basically caught like this. The yeah. animation was like this, and he caught the ball yeah. and stuck right there. And he was like running down the sideline with it. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's offensive or funny. Like, I really don't understand what EA was trying to do there. I, I don't know. Well, I, yeah, I think, I think it just shows that he actually has uh, good hands. That's what, this, that's what it tells me. Good hand. But, yeah, I, I get your point. I get your point. <laughs> anyway, next game here, Cardinals-Giants. Uh, and, honestly, I, I was kind of afraid of, of picking this game last week. I remember during the pick-ems here because the Giants knock off Seattle. And I, and I would argue Seattle is a much better team than Arizona is, uh, you know, overall. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and I would look at this game here. I'm like, if, if Cole McCoy can knock off Russell Wilson, he can definitely knock off Kyler Murray, who's been, has been flailing the last couple of weeks here. Um, but I guess not. 26-7 is the final score. The Cardinals get the W over the Giants here. Shout out to Hassan Reddick, too. We don't really talk a lot of defense on this podcast, Absolutely. but he had five sacks. Yeah. That is not easy to do. That, that's only been done a that's, few times that, in NFL history. That, that's, that's very, very impressive. That's, 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 wait, has Aaron Donald done that? I know Khalil Mack has. I don't think Aaron Donald Khalil Mack has. Uh, JJ Watt has. I don't know if Aaron Aaron Donald's done that yet. I gotta I gotta check that. I don't know. I gotta fact check that. Yeah. Also, Marcus Golden. If you guys don't know who he is, he's like an edge player for Arizona. Um, it's just like a ball hawk for for a weird reason. Like he doesn't make a ton of impact plays. He just like finds himself around the ball sometimes. Like I think he has I think he has four or five fumble recoveries this year alone and a couple picks. It's like it makes no sense to me. Like like he's not like an impact player. Like he's a solid veteran. Yeah, like you got to have him in the locker room and everything. But it's like somehow he always ends up like making the highlight play that he has nothing to do with. Like he doesn't he doesn't strip sack the guy and then return it. He someone else strip sacks the guy and he just picks the ball up and runs it back. Yeah. it's just funny. I mean like right place right time. It gets you paid. I, mean, I can't, like, knock the guy. My dog, Ladarius Webb, always said, he's like, hey, me and my coach always told me one thing you'll get paid off of. If you're around the ball, you're going to get paid. For sure. Also, I want to see you guys beef on a, on a podcast because I've seen so many comments of you guys going back and forth about, like, receiver blocking stuff downfield. Oh, yeah. uh, me and Webb? Yeah. Yeah, that dude, that guy is funny, boy. He's like – He's the ultimate. He has like the ultimate short man's complex. <laughs> anytime, anytime we're talking about football, he's like he's right there trying to shit. He's trying to shit on me, or I'm trying to shit on him. That's he's so funny. Man, that's my dog. Yeah, no, let's have him on. I mean, we actually we haven't had guests in a while. Well, let's, yeah. uh, let's try to get somebody on. We got uh, we'll put some together. You know, because I'm thinking back to you because I know we haven't announced it to any of you guys yet, but we have like a few guys we've had in the stable for a while. Just thinking yeah. about you know having them on and everything. We've we had we've talked to them and had discussions with them. You know, a couple All Pro guys, a couple Super Bowl winning guys. So stay tuned for that. We'll have some guys on pretty soon, I'm sure. And I'm confident we'll get that done. Hey, you, can't, you can't give them everything. You know, we gotta leave some in the tank. Yeah, we can't spoil them. We can't spoil them. They'd be they'd be, be, be stirring the pot too much. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, uh, Tampa Buccaneers, before we move on here, uh, I don't think they make it far in the playoffs. Tom Brady, I love you. I got a love for you, a, a lot of love for you, but it's just like I just don't see it happening for you guys. Bruce Arians is not the coach for this team. He's lost the locker room. Even though they're winning still, he's lost the locker room, I think. He's been blaming everyone but himself. Uh, he's arrogant. He is not really a guy that you want leading a team, especially with a veteran quarterback like Brady, who they respect a hell of a lot more than your ass. You're wearing a cankle hat, dude. You're like 50-something years old. Tom Brady's 43 is a, is a six-time champion and knows how to win football games. You don't. So listen to that guy. And he tried to throw him under the bus a couple weeks ago. He, he said that 
Brady's calling all the plays. And I'm like, there's not a shot in hell Tom Brady's calling seven-step drop, throw it down the field 12 times a game. <laughs> it's not because his line isn't good enough. He's getting hit every other play. Like, he, he doesn't yeah. want to do that. Like, he's too old for that shit. He's not 23 years old anymore. Like, he can't yeah. be doing that to his body. Yeah, I hear it. I hear it. I think it's more – I think when he's saying that, I think it's more so of, like, line – uh, of, of how the line needs to block, or where they need, where they're, where they're adjusting their eyes to, uh, is more so the problem that I think is uh, that he's probably the play, a part of the play that he's that he's changing out there. For sure. But, yeah, I think I think they'll probably make it. I think they'll probably go a little bit. I mean, I, they'll probably win a game just off of the sheer fact of who they are, who they have on their team, stuff like that. But after that, when it when it gets when it gets down to the to the to the meat, I don't think they'll be able to make it. Because and people were talking about this because the Saints are going to make the playoffs even though they lost this week they're going to make the playoffs I think and they'll have Drew Brees back by that time and they have annihilated you two times already on on the season it's not going to change in the playoffs like it's not going to be a huge crazy shift huh they have Kansas City this week I think so what I'm saying is they lost this week against the Eagles in Jalen Hurts' debut but what I was trying to emphasize is that they they beat the shit out of the Buccaneers twice already this year with Tom Brady at the helm. Like it's not going to change in the playoffs just because it, it's not like a snap of the finger thing. You know what I mean? Like right, right. they know how to beat you. They're going to beat you again. So they see them in the playoffs. It's done. So it's lights out. If it's divisional round, you're done. One and done. That's it. That's Absolutely. Over. So I just I want people to like calm their expectations for the Buccaneers. Just just settle down <laughs> a little bit. You know, Tom Brady. Yeah, but your team isn't complete without a great head coach. So just hey, ooh, bring it down a little bit. Anyway, Dolphins Chiefs next game here. And I was really pulling for the Dolphins to pull this one out. But 33-27, the Chiefs take the W, move to 12-1 and here. And they clinch the AFC West with that, uh, that win there. And early in the game, it was all Miami. Like, they had, uh, I think they picked them off three times. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes had yeah. three picks, two of them in the first half, in the first quarter. Um, and the breakdown goes, they were – Kansas City was uh, up 14-10 at half. Uh, and then the, kind of the doors went off in the third. They, they scored 16, and Miami scored none. And then Miami actually scored 17 in the fourth, but it just wasn't enough to come back in this game. I got, and I'm, kind of, I'm pretty pissed at myself about this. Uh, so I'm in the fantasy playoffs, if you guys know. I'm the number one seed. I'm playing uh, this kid, Andrew Johnson, who grew up with me in Dorchester. And, um, you know, looking at this team, I'm like, it's going to be a close game. It's all the good favorable matchups. And I didn't want to tinker with my roster. Number one rule with fantasy, just do not tinker with the roster. Yeah. Stick with the guys who have got you to, 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 that, to that place and just ride with them out the rest of the way. I'm like, okay, I'm going to stay steadfast with this. I'm staying with this. I'm going to roll with it. I was like, okay, I'm feeling confident. And I have Mike Isecki on my bench, and he has two touchdown catches for 25 points, something like that. And I started Evan Engram, who had three points for the Giants against Arizona. <laughs> and I'm now down 27 points. And it's a, it's a two-week playoff, so I still have a shot. I didn't need to win by more than 27 points mm-hmm. next week. Mm-hmm. It's a tough margin to beat. Is it possible? Yes. Uh, I'm, fairly, I'm fairly confident I can do it. But it's just like I'm pissed at myself, man. I'm disappointed in, in my <laughs> football acumen. I have a football podcast. We are getting serious looks from like serious people. Like we, we are an established podcast so far. We're 14 episodes in, but we're, like, we're pretty good for ourselves. I don't want to like brag or sound arrogant, but like we're pretty good. Like We know our stuff. Mm-hmm. And for fantasy football, I have 200 bucks in the line. Chris, I am broke. I am so <laughs> broke, it's not even funny. Like, I am a broke boy. I do not have any money. And mm. I have 200 bucks on the line here. I can win this thing. I'm the number one freaking seed. I should be winning this thing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a game away from blowing it. I'm literally a game away from blowing it. And it's, it's driving me crazy. It's driving me crazy. I cannot blow this game. I need this money. Like, I don't want to pray about it because God doesn't have time for my fantasy football problems. Like, he has, he has better shit to do. 
But like I'm, I'm, I'm saying I, I gotta, I gotta figure my shit out. I gotta figure my shit. Out. Hey, listen, Joe, man, you got this, bro. Listen, coming from a guy who's first place in his fantasy team uh, with first round buy that I just so graciously uh, took <laughs> this week, you have a chance, bro. I gotta play against my brother this week, mm. and I've already told you uh, our little. A little thing that we got going on. He's, yeah. you know, he always said, "Hey, man, if there's one person that's not gonna beat me, it's you." And I've been trying to beat this dude for three years now. I've already lost to him twice this year, and now somehow, some way, he fandangles his way into the sixth spot. Plays this week, beats one of my boys who usually averages like around 130 to 140 points a game. Comes out with. 89 points this game loses to my brother so now my brother's playing me in the in the uh in the second round and i'm like how the only way I, the only way i have to, the only way i can beat him is if i find somebody who's going to come out and play ridiculous because i have their i have his quarterback but he had i, ha, I mean i have patrick mahomes but he has tyreek hill and travis kelsey his two main weapons so it's like yeah I, every time I, you I, score he I'll, scores you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. I have to find something to offset them. So uh, that's what I'm going through. But I believe in myself, Joe. I believe in my team. I've been researching. There's a couple play. There's actually there's only one. There's only one real player that I really want to get off the waiver wire, and I can't wait for it to free up this Wednesday. Uh, this Wednesday, so I can pick him up. Hopefully, I get him. But if I get him, I think I can. I think I can finesse my way past this one. Don't say the name because I know for a fact your brother's like trolling on the internet trying to figure out. No, absolutely. No, absolutely. I know. I already know. Like anytime, but I mean, it's the end of the year. Uh, most of the players is in, uh, like, you know, doing a little consolation bowl. Yeah. Uh, they're probably not going to pick up nobody. They're, they might actually drop somebody, even though it's against the rules, but they might actually drop somebody. So hopefully I can just slide in and pick somebody. <laughs> did your uh, brother play football? Did my brother play football? Yeah. Yeah. He did. Yeah, so funny story is that I'm gonna keep it short, but um, we knew of each other throughout high school uh, because I was a good player, he was a good player. We went to two different high, high schools. Uh, we ended up going to the same junior college, uh, uh, Harvard College, and we end up <laughs> we end up playing the same position, the X receiver. So we go out through the year. First first couple games, we go back and forth on who's playing who. He turns around, gets hurt. I come in the game, I bust off like nine receptions, 130 yards, and three touchdowns that game. It sealed the deal for me being the starter of that uh, of that team. And I remember throughout that whole year, like before before that that game happened, um, I wanted to fight him so bad. Like I was really <laughs> at the point where I was like, uh, you know what? Like I'm I, I don't want to make this sound bad, but I was trying to figure out a way to get to him where nobody else would get, would nobody else would be able would be around, and we was just gonna fight it out, just like in the in a dark alley. Let's just say that we was gonna fight in a dark alley, and it was just gonna be me and him. So, and then we just come out of nowhere of like now we're like brothers, you know what I'm saying? It's like my right hand man. It's a crazy story. Though. Damn, <laughs> it's a family problems, Chris. Jesus. Yeah, no, for real. Like, I really, I really, my brother's, my very, my brother's very. Uh, con he used to be conceited, but now he's more confident than conceited now. 
but he used to be very, very, very conceited. And I was more of a reserved player. Like, I don't, like, everybody knew that I was good coming in, but I didn't, I wasn't boasting and I wasn't, you know, showing off. Like, my brother right. came to practice one day with some, <laughs> with some tights on, no shorts, a t-shirt, an umbrella with a, <laughs> with a lawn chair and posted it up on the side. <laughs> like, my brother is, like, on another level of, like, conceded he what he was so uh, there's just a little breakdown of like how much like he got on my nerves that's actually really funny I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to that's really funny uh back to the game here though Tyreek Hill was a star of the show one rushing attempt 32 yards and a touchdown that was a crazy run they showed how fast this guy is and receiving three receptions 79 yards and a touchdown this dude just like anytime he touches the ball he scores I swear to god like he, he does not need that many targets. Like he needs they maybe like they 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 ran, they ran a uh, a play action and literally he just ran a post and all he did was dive down five yards, push up for fifteen, and then ran around the safety and the corner. Like that's how much speed this guy has. Where he's not even sticking. He's just he just ran around these guys and got open. He had us hundred and sixty eight yards. On hold on a second, no, no, he, hey, that's not true. He had, I'm bad at math, like 112 yards, two touchdowns on nine touches. Like what? That's crazy. That's ridiculous. That's that's that's, that's asinine. That's that's insane. Like he's he's worse from anywhere in the football field. I swear to God, he's having an amazing, amazing uh, career right now. Yes, he is, for sure. And Miami wished they could get that game back. Now it makes it harder for them to stay in that wild card spot. The Patriots, are, I guess, are a threat to take that. But I, I, more realistically, it's probably the Ravens or the Raiders to, to come in there and, and swoop that spot away from, from Miami here. They have a tough schedule. They, they, they have to play Buffalo again. They have to play the, the Patriots again. They have to play um, the Raiders, too, which I, I guess would be an automatic win for them if they want to get in the playoffs with the Raiders. But just a crazy situation for Miami now. We'll see if they can actually pull it off here. I'm not really sure if they can, they can keep that wild card spot. I think they're kind of in, inexperienced right now. They're a couple years away from being a very good football team. Like they, they, they're, they're probably two or three years away from being Super Bowl contending because if they had their draft picks right in the next couple of years, they, they signed some quality free agents like they did this past offseason. There's no reason they shouldn't be successful. Brian Flores is a good coach. I, I trust Brian, for, uh, Brian Flores. They have a good defensive structure there. Flores comes from a, a heavy defensive background from, from New England, and he's an aggressive coach, which you need to be to be successful in this NFL uh, league here. So Miami, a couple years away, not sold on them keeping this wild card spot, but keep your head up if you're a Dolphin fan. There are good times on the way. No, I don't believe that. If you have to do, if you have to wait two, three years just to get good, you're 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 done with because the game evolves so so fast. Like next year, you'll have a whole new span of rookies who's probably going to come out and ball and change the game up. So, um, yeah, it, they need it. They need it right now. So by next year, they should be contenders in in the Super. I mean, in the uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, I can see that happening. I mean, they're contenders now. I mean, like they're they're yeah, in the wild card, yeah, but it needs it, it. It's not, but we. Technically, on paper, they are, but in in the grand scheme of things, in our eyes of what we see of them playing against the next couple ga- the uh, the next couple games that they have, we know that it's not going to happen. Yeah, no, you're right. I think I think you're probably right about that. All right, Jacksonville and Tennessee. Tennessee takes W. Nobody's really shocked by this. Thirty-one ten is the final score. Jacksonville uh, falls to one twelve in the season, and Tennessee improves to nine and four. 
so Jacksonville, the first drive of the game, they actually get in a field goal range, and then they get their field goal blocked. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of the end, and it was the first quarter. It just went downhill from there. Ryan Tannehill had a, had a pretty good day, 19-24 for 212 yards and a couple touchdowns. Uh, and Derrick Henry, who I think now can be pronounced the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, because anytime he faces this team, <laughs> he runs all over them. 26 carries. 215 yards and a couple scores, 8.3 yards a carry. This dude fell forward for a first time every time he ran the ball. Every time. That's insanity. That's crazy. They were running flea flickers against this team. Flea yeah. flickers. Literally, like, like, like some high school, college bullshit. Like they were running a professional football team. And it's funny you say that, right? Because I remember somebody that was on the Patriots team that ran a lot of flea flickers. But that's neither here nor there. You just had to say that? Like, you just had to sneak that in there? Like, it's just like, dude. Like, like, like it's, it's funny. It's, it's funny, guys, because Chris, like, literally made millions of dollars over his career. Millions of dollars. He, he lives in L.A., has a nice, cushy house, has a, has a great podcasting job, and he still takes time out of his day to make me suffer. Like, it's, just, it's amazing. It's crazy. I, I don't think they feel like honored or just confused. Like I, I don't know what to what to think about this. You gotta have some fun up in here, man. You I know? got you. I got you. I, I'm, I'm, not changing, I'm, I'm not changing for nobody. I'm just fooling around. I'm just fooling around. But yeah, Derrick Henry owns the Jaguars. That was not really needed to be said, but I like to say it anyway because it makes me feel better about myself. I need to pick him up and sign him. <laughs> yeah, him. for real, for real. AJ hey. Brown, seven reception. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. AJ Brown, leader on the day, seven receptions, 112 yards, and a touchdown on nine targets. Yeah, just a dominating game for Tennessee. I did like seeing Gardner Minshew back out there on the football field. It was nice to yeah, see the stash back out there. I like that guy. I'd rock with that guy. He, he's, he's a fun, uh, charismatic guy to have as the head of your football team. Uh, and didn't have a bad day. 18 of 31, 170 yards and a touchdown. I mean, for not playing in, what, four weeks? It's not a bad stat line. And considering what team you have around you, it's not a, it's not a terrible, terrible stat line. I really do hope they look to trade him in the offseason because I would take him in a heartbeat in New England. Yeah. A heartbeat. Snap so of the finger. I take, and it wouldn't cost you much. It cost you, what, a mid-round pick, if that? Fifth-round pick? You're not going to try that, what, a long snapper again in the fifth round? No, just trade it for Gardner Minshew. I take him in a heartbeat. It's better yeah. than what you have now. Gardner Minshew is better than Cam Newton as a, as a passer. Yeah, I'll say and it. Do? That's a better question. I'm not sure. And, and people want to <laughs> make fun of that. And people like, people want to make fun of that. And, and it's funny, but say what you want. Stedham's tape this year hasn't been bad at all. I mean, he threw a touchdown pass a couple weeks ago. Uh, almost had more yards on that reception. Did they won? He was the no, no, not against the Rams, against the Chargers. Same stadium, different. No, no, no. I'm saying, did he win this week? He did not win this week. No. All right, all right. So did, did Nick Mullins win this week? Make, just make sure. Just make sure you add that in there when you're talking about you're talking about your team. Did Nick Mullins win this week? But he he definitely threw better than uh, Stidham. That's not what I asked. He threw the ball extremely better than Stidham. That's not what like, I asked. Like top level, top level athlete to get paid level that's not what i asked chris i but i'm just trying to make we're trying to make comparisons and can i get an answer though Stidham was throwing the ball on the ground at five yard with uh with route with route runners who's running the routes at five yards and uh my guy mullins he's throwing the ball 25 yards on digs between two players, you know what I'm saying? Or tight coverage. They're making catches because we're just good like that. We just Can I just get an answer, though, Chris? Can I get an answer? What? Did they win this week? No, we didn't win. Point but blank, it, period, exclamation point. This it, conversation's it, it, over. Oh, no, it's, this oh, conversation's oh. over, Chris. It's, it's over. Oh. <laughs> it's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. Conversation's done. Over. 
Anyway, uh, next game on the agenda here. And this is what screwed me in fantasy. This, this, is, this is what did it. 30-7, to 7, the Dallas Cowboys just smoke the Bengals. Yeah. 17 points on defense for fantasy. That's what screwed me. 17 points? Really? It was... 17? It was a hard game. We knew that that was going to be a hard game uh, picking it. So, I mean, I knew that something was going to happen. I didn't know it was going to be 30-7. to 7. Yeah, think of that. I thought it was gonna be a lot closer, a lot closer game, like a, like a twelve, like a, like a what, thirteen twenty one game. That's what I was looking at. Thirty seven. It's it. It was definitely not expected for sure. It was definitely an interesting dynamic to see, since you get their doors blown off by a really bad Dallas Cowboys team. Got them a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, it, to be fair, I mean, like, this team is – both of these teams are just, are just unfulfilled potential this year. Dak goes down early for Dallas. They, they go on a losing streak. Joe Burrow goes down for Cincy. Not like they were, like, competitive anyway for Cincy's sake, but it still would have been a good game if it was Burrow versus Dak. I'd watch that game. That's an exciting game. I'd watch that 100%. Um, but definitely was hard to watch this game. Andy Dalton, to his credit, had a pretty good day. 16-23, 185 yards and two touchdowns. So Zeke cool. Elliott who I've been hypercritical about, and I still am hypercritical about because okay. he continues to prove me right. 12 carries, 48 yards, no scores. That's why. That's why Miles Sanders is better than you this year. Miles Sanders of 2020 is better than Ezekiel Elliott. I said it week two. It continues to be true in week 14, okay? That, that's all I got to say about it. <laughs> I've, I've gotten so many, I've, I've gotten so many yeah, DMs from Dak. You was about to get you, you was about to go on a little rant right there, huh? Oh, I, I shot myself because I've gotten so many goddamn DMs from Cowboys fans on this podcast. And just like, oh, is this, is this better than, than Miles Sanders? Oh, really? Show me. Because you're four, you're four and nine. You were supposed to be the division winner by a long shot. He has less than 1,000 yards in the season, and Miles Sanders is kicking his ass up and down the field in terms of production. And Miles Sanders has Miles Carson Sanders only, Wentz. Miles Sanders – only got uh, only 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 got by because of that that last run that he had where I just couldn't figure out for the life of me why couldn't nobody tackle this man when he went straight through the trenches. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying just like this week. I'm saying overall in the whole season. Oh, overall, the whole, overall, the whole grand scheme. Yeah, yeah, no, I think Miles Sanders has definitely proved that he had a better season. No, no I'm glad you come around around to my side here because I said it. I am. Like, I am. I said like week two or something. You gave me so much shit for it, but I'm glad you you, you converted a little bit. You came over this to Elliot, man. This is a guy who you know we've watched since Ohio State days, where he was killing it. And now you're sitting here, you know, saying you fought to get a contract, you finally get the contract, and it's like, all right, now you know, saying with this money, what do you do with it? Are you gonna put it in and develop yourself to get better? And you didn't. You yeah. got to get back to where he was. We need you to get better. For sure, and I think that production will return as soon as Dak Prescott does. I mean, it's a yin, it's a yin and yang thing. One needs the other, the other needs the, the one. You know what I'm trying to say? It's That's like, crazy to even think about, but all right. You, you don't think they both need each other? I think they do. No, absolutely not, because he gets the ball. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott gets the ball like that. It's on you to make the plays now. Like, it's not on the quarterback to make sure he hands the ball in the right position for you to make this run. Mm -hmm. Well, I wouldn't say that. I'm, I'm, talking, I'm, I'm commenting more on the defense stacking the box, making run-heavy decision-making in, 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 in their huddles here because when you have Dak, you have to worry about downfield throws because you have three elite receivers. You have CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper. Mid-level. No, Amari Cooper's elite. You can say he's elite. Michael, Michael Gallup's a great jump ball guy. CeeDee Lamb's a rookie, but he, he looks phenomenal. I mean, that, that, that's how I look at it. 
And but it's a different story when you have Andy Dalton. CD Lamb. CD Lamb's been pretty good this year. He's been okay this year. Who's been pretty good is his boy Justin Jefferson. No, I, I I'm with you 100 percent there. Jefferson's been that's, better than that's Lamb. good. Yeah, what CD is doing. I'm 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 still trying to figure out why Cowboys let him get 88. Well, no, that, so Jerry Jones made him take that number. I heard that story. Yeah, um, it's crazy. It's like it's like a lineage thing. I don't know. They had, they had Drew Pearson first, you know, the Godfather '88. Then Michael Irvin, then Dez, and now CD Lamb. I mean, like it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to have that let lineage and that, and that legacy go down by a number. But it's like if you pick the wrong guy to have '88, you are screwed, That's what my I'm friend. Saying, like bro. you are screwed. Don't do that. Like you had a real bloodline going with that '88, and it was raw. You turn around. I mean, I'm not saying that he's not. Uh, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I just don't think that he is worthy enough to wear 88. Is what right. I'm saying. Right. It's gonna take some time. Like he could probably fill it out within a couple years. But right off the bat, no. Yeah. Did you? Did you? Uh, um. Hold on a second. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Who took your number after you left Seattle? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't yeah. even. It was even oh, so honestly, the number is supposed to be cursed in Seattle. Uh, it started back, uh, what was it, 2010, 2009, 20, I mean, 2010 is when I guess somebody I forgot his name he had said something about Paul Allen, and Paul Allen was in the locker room, and Paul Allen, I guess, laughed about it. But went back in the next week, he was cut. Like, he got cut from the team. And it was like, uh, it was a curse. Everybody else who took, who took the jersey um, ended up getting the same treatment of getting cut. <laughs> getting cut uh, within a couple weeks of having the jersey. And the only two players who kept it uh, long enough was me and this guy named Phil Bates. That's a pretty cool story, too. Also, another thing you would never get anywhere else besides this podcast. Like anywhere, anywhere else. There's not, there's not a shot someone wrote about that. Like there's, not, there's, no, there's no way that someone yeah. actually wrote about that story. That's us. That's only us. This, yeah, this is exclusive content. Stuff. I mean, I don't know. Somebody could have it. Somebody could have it right now. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a popular number. It's right. Yeah. There we go. All right. Next game here. Back to football. Texans-Bears. This was uh, – uh, a holy shit game for me. 36 mm. to 7 is the final score. Chicago puts a whooping on the Texans. Deshaun Watson was sacked seven times. Seven. That's duress. That's literally under duress. And Mitch Trubisky, of all people, 24 of 33, 267 yards and three touchdowns. It, 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 let me ask you a question. Is that more of a commentary on how bad the Texans defense is or how lucky he got on this, on this one day on Sunday? Is this luck or I don't call it luck, and I don't, and I don't want to say how bad they are, but it was just that time. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those games where anything can happen on a Sunday, and you know you take some teams lightly. That's what happens. Yeah, and but you, I mean, Khalil Khalil Mack had an amazing game though. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. And you obviously on the on the offensive side of the football, Allen Robinson, who is just disrespected. He, he's a top 10 receiver in my eyes. No, absolutely. Nine receptions, 123 yards and a touchdown. Just dominated this Houston Texans defense. Top 15 for sure. 
top 15, arguably top 10. I'd probably put him top 10 for this season at least. And David Montgomery, the running back, who's been kind of disappointing considering the expectations they had from his rookie year last year, but came to play today, 11 receptions for 113 yards and a touchdown in wake of Tariq Cohen going down with a torn ACL. So say what you want, but he had a good day as well. Um, But yeah, I mean, great game for Mitch. Tough day for Deshaun, 21-30 for 219 yards and a touchdown. No run game still. They're leading rusher. His mm-hmm. name is Buddy Howell. Who the hell is Buddy Howell? Who? 42 yards on the ground. I mean, like, not a bad day on 11 carries, but it's like, dude, like, give this man some help. If I'm Deshaun Watson's agent, I am scanning every line of the new contract extension to see how the hell I get out of this place. Every line. Because there's not a shot if you're Deshaun Watson you want to stay on, on this team. You're four and nine and have been dismantled by a lot of bad teams, by a lot of bad teams. Or he could, instead of looking for a way to get out of it, he could look for a way to adjust it and give more money to them so they can go out and get him some more help. Yes. I'm just saying, man, once you become a millionaire, once you become a millionaire, it doesn't matter what number you're at. It's you're a millionaire. You know what I'm saying? It's, after you get the money is what you do with it afterwards. But Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I just, it's so hard to tell with some of these younger guys because the loyalty thing is not there. It, it used no. to be there. It <laughs> used to be there, but it's not there anymore. He is a, what, what is he, 25 this year? A 25-year-old mm-hmm. superstar. Mm-hmm. He's just signed an extension with a bad team. How many times have you seen this story before where, the where they hold out of camp, they try to get traded, they try to get more help, they try to get more money? So just, I'm just saying, well, don't be it's, shocked. It's, it's, it's a little bit more rare for a quarterback to do that, but it, it happens a lot with other players. Yeah, just don't be shocked if Deshaun Watson decides to make a statement here in the offseason like, get me more help or I am retiring or something like that, that to get be, out of this contract. That would be crazy. And if, they, and if, and if that works, you know, how, you know how crazy this, the rest of the season is going to be? I'm just thinking of other players. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, who else? Honestly, but the, but the thing is, I don't think the NFL would allow that to happen. Like, I think the owners would get together after you retire and made a pact, like an agreement, like no one's going to sign him, like they did with Colin Kaepernick, kind of. Yeah. Where it's like, if, if they set that president and he comes back in the league and balls out, every player will just do that. Mm-hmm. Every single one. That's, that's just what they'll do. So, Absolutely. can't be doing that shit. Anyway, next game here, Broncos-Panthers, 32-27. The Broncos take the W. Drew Locke, four touchdown passes. And this is finally what we were, we were expecting to see in the offseason here. Drew Locke actually coming into his own and becoming the quarterback that the Broncos needed him to be. Mm-hmm. K.J. Hamler, the rookie co- uh, receiver here, two receptions, 86 yards and a couple scores. Jerry Judy only had two receptions for 42 yards, but still had an impactful game uh, on the outside for the Denver Broncos here. Obviously, we talked about it a lot on this podcast. This season for the Broncos has been a lost season. You have Philip Lindsay go down for, what, five weeks. Melvin Gordon goes down for two weeks and has a DUI. Cortland Sutton tears his ACL in, the, what, the second week of the, of the season. Mm-hmm. Drew Law goes down for a couple of games as well. It's like, is, is this the year for the Broncos? It's looking like no. And it's still not. They're five and, what, five and eight. It's not a great record by any means. But these games against, you know, quality – I'll say quality opponents, including Carolina, in that discussion – um, these games for Denver are important for next season when they have full strength, when they, when they hopefully don't deal with as many injuries, when they'll invest in the offensive line. People had uh, the, the Broncos considering a quarterback in the first round here from mock dress I've been reading. I don't see it. They, they give Drew Locke at least one more year. And, and if they do draft a quarterback, it's not going to be in the first round. I'll tell you that right now. It's going to yeah. be in the third or fourth, maybe even fifth round. I can almost guarantee you 
barring something significant, they will not draft a quarterback in the first round. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, um, no, if, if anything, I, if anything to pick up, I would try to pick up another, uh, another wide receiver or maybe a line, a, a, a outside linebacker or a DB. Mm. That would be more of the route that I would take with him and let Drew Locke and uh, the team, you know, work, you know, work their chemistry together another year. I have them taking Caleb Farley, though, the cornerback out of Virginia Tech, yeah. uh, on my yeah, latest mock yeah. draft. That's what I'm thinking. It's like, you probably need to beef up that defense just a little bit more. I would. I mean, A.J. Bouye just got suspended for PED. Is that, I'm pretty sure that's, that's longer than the, the season suspension last. He has to get reinstated off of that. So this would be a hellhole just trying to get that secondary back into shape yeah, uh, I, with I him being suspended. They, yeah, they just need to let him, let him live a little bit more. You got uh, Hammered is, who's coming into his own, you know, coming to his own skin. Then you just have Spencer uh, break off the special teams, a hell of a special teams running. You can, you can see that he has speed. You want to use that as well. So we'll see. For sure. Uh, next game, Jets Seahawks. Uh, it was forty to three. That was the final score. And honestly, this was my this was my saving grace because the Patriots game wasn't the worst blowout of the of the of the, of the week. Yeah, it was this game. Yeah. So thank God for the, the for the the. All right, actually, first time in my life I'll say this. Thank God for the New York Jets. That's the first <laughs> I've ever said it before. Thank God for the New York Jets. They continue their 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 losing streak. They are now zero and thirteen. God, zero and thirteen on the season. And Seattle improves in nine and four. Do you do you want to talk about this game? Like I I I don't want to invest my time in this. No, I don't. I mean, we, we you know just gotta give our praises to you know to 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 Russell with I mean to Russell Wilson, uh, Chris Carson, twelve for sixty nine in a tub. Uh, what else? DK Metcalf, six receptions for sixty one yards in a touchdown off of eight targets. Tyler Lockett, our boy, five receptions, fifty two yards, no touchdowns off of five targets. Uh, you know, we just want to give our flowers to a couple guys. And and you got Jamal Adams setting records. Uh, we're tying records. It was eight and a half sacks, most by a defensive back in uh, NFL history for a season. And it's a couple of reputable, uh, reputable players. That's, that's the safety that's on that list that he's topped. Yeah, but it's just like <laughs> this year, I, I, I want to make sure I'm not being insulting because I like Jamal Adams a lot. Oh, two teams. Two different teams. Two different teams. So it's it's impressive. Yeah. What I'm just trying to say is that like he's been disappointing in Seattle so far. Like he has been. Uh, I, I just think that it's um. They they need to have a full off season with him. Yeah, I, I would agree with I that. Think, I don't think he did bad. I don't think he did bad. I just don't think it lived up to the expectation that they. Well, got. That, that's what I'm trying to say. Hundred yeah. percent. I think yeah. we're on the same page there. But also, Russell Wilson, you bring up here. He found nine different guys for receptions this this game. Nine. That's the mark of a good quarterback. God, he he had, he could have done that when I was there. Yeah, just <laughs> still be there. That's <laughs> <laughs> just still crazy. Be there. Uh, Sam Darnold, uh, fourteen of twenty six, one hundred thirty two yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Just the most pedestrian stat line of all time. Just horrible, 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 horrible. Braxton Barrios, their number one receiver. For 49 yards on three receptions. It's just like this team just blows. This team stinks out loud. It sucks. It, it, it sucks. It, it really sucks because it's like a, Sam Donald is – I, I would want to know what Sam Donald is thinking when you know that your, your team is actively taking the season to get you out of there so they yeah. can somebody else. It's like, that's got to hurt the ego a little bit. It, it does, but – I mean, I just feel like I would want to see him, like, ball his butt off and at least get a win, maybe two, to mess up their chances um, and prolong yours. And not even – and it doesn't even – or it doesn't even have to prolong. You can just be playing your ass off and giving your resume 
uh, putting your present your resume on film for uh, 31 other teams. Yeah, I would agree with you 100%. But I think they picked up anyway. I mean, like the, the pedigrees there, he went, what, third overall a few years ago. Yeah. You've seen flashes. It's, just the, it's the curse of the Jets, man. I mean, this is just a horrible franchise to be stranded on a desert island with. Yeah. Given give no help, no weapons to throw to, bad scheme, horrible head coach. Uh, my weekly segment rant on how badly Adam Gase needs to be fired. Needs to be immediately. Should be like by the time I finish the sentence, but he won't be. You're going to fire Greg Williams over one bad play. That's, that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah. Next game. Wait, Indianapolis. Wait wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I'm just – I had to look it up. And you said nine different receivers – I mean, nine different players got to touch the ball uh, yeah. from Russell Wilson. I said I wish he had thrown that much if I was there. It makes me even more mad now the fact that years have done passed and I've been up there working out at uh, UCLA with, the, with him and a couple of other guys. And he's, he always looks at me like, man, you look good, man. Like, you still playing? I'm like, no, I'm not playing. You know I'm not playing no more. You out here throwing the ball like this. You see me catching the ball, talking about I look good. Like, I've been doing this. You just never gave me the shot. Uh, content idea. Let's go to a UCLA workout with Russell Wilson. Let's go. I mean, that's shoot. a great idea. It don't oh even have God. to be him. It could be it, I, Joe. You go out there, you'll see. You'll see some players that uh, you probably wouldn't have thought you would have seen out there. Yeah, for sure. All right, that's on the agenda. We'll put that on the, on the agenda for the summer. That's awesome. That that'd be dope. Keep it down low. There we go. Keep it down low. Except for you guys, we love you guys. Anyway, uh, Indian Las Vegas, forty-four twenty-seven is the final score here. Wow, forty-four points on any team is impressive, but especially on the Raiders here. Much needed for the Colts to solidify their place uh, in the playoffs here. But Phillip Rivers, 19-20, 244 yards, a couple scores. Jonathan Taylor, who we are big, big fans of, 20 carries, 150 yards and two touchdowns, 7.5 yards uh, on the ground per carry. Your boy T.Y. Hilton, five receptions, 86 yards and two touchdowns on seven targets. He balled out, had a great day on Sunday. Yeah. and the Raiders just didn't have it today. Josh Jacobs was questionable all week. It was a game-time decision. He ended up becoming active for the game. Only at 49 yards and 13 carries. It was, was, it was a very bad game for his standards. But one guy who did shine, and I'll never understand this, Nelson Aguilar, five receptions, 100 yards, and a touchdown. Like, this dude couldn't catch uh, – I need a better analogy than this. He was butterfingers in Philadelphia. That's essentially what he was. He couldn't catch a football to save his life. And now he goes to the Vegas Raiders – and has his best season by far. He's clo- I think he's close to 1,000 on the season. It's just like, are you kidding me? Like, what? Nelson Aguilar is your number one receiver it's now? It's a change, a change of scenery. He's always been a hard worker. I guess so, but it's just like, I, I was shocked. And I always looked at him, especially when he was drafted, I'm like, this is just an athlete playing football. He's not a football player. This is, I, 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 this is the distinct difference between that. I think in every sport, you see athletes who are playing the game to play the game. You see players that belong in that sport. Yeah. For instance, the Celtics, right? Sellers are playing their first game tonight. Jason Tatum is a basketball player. Jalen Brown is an athlete playing basketball. That's, that, that's the difference if you guys want to look into the tape there. But there's nothing here nor there. Colts have a commanding victory over the Las Vegas Raiders and help their, their wildcard stock even more. Uh, what do you see from this game? I mean, I, what I've seen is that the Raiders need to keep their car because he tried. He tried as much as he can. I'm talking about the guys is pulling at his feet. Uh, every time he's stepping up to try to get out of the, you know, try to get out of the pocket to make a play for the, uh, for the receivers, is somebody grabbing him? Is somebody pulling at him? He's still flipping the ball out, trying to get help, trying to make plays down the, down the sideline. And Nelson Aguilar, who was making these 
great catches out there. And uh, it just didn't – it just wasn't enough. His defense wasn't doing it. Uh, I mean, I feel like the pass that they threw – I mean, that he threw in the back of the end zone to Darren Waller, I feel like Darren should have did a little bit more with uh, trying, to, uh, trying to snag that ball over that player who was off balance. Uh, especially when you're a bigger player than that, I mean, bigger player than him. But I mean, did you see the pick though? Yeah, I did. That pick was nasty. I it it shocked me for sure, and I'm and I'm more than sure it shocked him catching the ball like that. And there's no DB that would ever try to catch a one-handed play like that. Yeah, we, we missed out. I forgot to, to mention that Xavier Howard the, of the the Miami Dolphins had a crazy one-hand interception yeah. on Mahomes. That was just insane. Yeah. That was wild. Uh, so shout out to Xavier Howard. That was pretty cool. Next game, and you're going to hate this, the Washington football team against the San Francisco 49ers, 23-15 to 15 is the final score. Chase Young scores his first professional touchdown with a scoop and score off a fumble. Uh, Chris, take it away. I want to I hear your thoughts on this game. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man, it was a, it was, it was a tough game, man. Uh, we look good offensively. We're throwing the ball. We look good. Like, we were throwing the ball. He was making precision passes. Um, it just got – it just – the one – the ones the one time where I was – where I had an actual feeling of, like, ooh, we might see something different is when uh, – I want to say it was 54 for uh, the Washington um, – the Washington team, a uh, Washington football team. He hit – he hit uh, uh, Juice. Uh, and Zeus was was blocking for him. He knocked him on his ass, and you know, got the I mean, got the sack. And I'm like, damn, that looked bad, man. That looked bad. And you know, Juice is a is a legendary player in his own, legendary fullback in his own. Uh, but just seeing that, I just felt like that was like the the real stick that that broke the camel's back, and um, it, it 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 reverberated throughout the rest of the team and. Offensive line just started getting overwhelmed with Chase Young and and and, and company on the D line. And I've always said this that Washington's Washington's D line is actually really really good. I've been giving them props this whole season. It's just that their record doesn't reflect it. Um, but they do they they do a great job. And you know, offense was subpar. You know, I don't know. Washington's offense is subpar. It was just whatever. I I. I we don't have much to say about this game because I'm really still steaming that we even lost. I'll make one comment on this game. Uh, and also, if, to update you guys' records here, Washington moves to 6-7 and seven, and San Fran falls to 5-8. and eight. I want to comment on one thing you said, and that's it. Uh, you, you mentioned the Washington football team's defensive line. They are stout. Chase yeah. Young, Darren Payne, uh, J- uh, Jonathan Allen, and, and, and um, Montez Sweat. Ballers, ballers, yeah. ballers, ballers. They invested heavily through the draft the past four years to get that 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 line there, and it's paid off. It really had. It showed this this week here. San Francisco is known for the ability to run the ball down their football, down their opponent's throat, and, and it just didn't happen this week because of how dominant this, this defensive line is for San Francisco, for uh, Washington here. And it's impressive. They have a good base to build on here. I mean, and we've been shitting on them all year. The NFC East has been, has been you know, climbed as one of the worst divisions in football, uh, as one of the worst of all time, ETC. But, hey, they've been winning and winning consistently the last three weeks. Yeah. As a division, they have been. So, say what, what you want. And, and, then, and then they turn around and they got to play Seattle. That's true. That's but, a big game. But the Giants already beat them. Yeah. 
So is it Washington better than the Giants? We don't know. I mean, we really don't know. It's such a crowded division here. And the next game, I think, will we'll speak volumes as to, to what, uh, as what potentially this, this division could look like in a couple of years here. Next thing we want yeah. to talk about, the Saints and the Eagles. Jalen Hurts wins his debut game against one of the better teams in the NFL, now sitting at 10-3. and three. Philadelphia improves to 4-8-1. and one. Look at the stats here. Uh, Jalen Hurts passing wasn't great. 17 of 30, 167 yards and a touchdown, but running the ball was super effective. 10 uh, or 18 rushes, 106 yards, 5.9 yards a carry. He took what the defense gave him and he, he did that very, very effectively. And, and that's the best way to characterize what happened on Sunday with Jalen Hurts. Was he, was he an elite passer? No. Is that kind of scary? No. It's only his first game. Give him a break. He beat a very, very good football team. I don't really care how he did it. Because the Eagles team overall this year has been really bad, and the Saints have been pretty good. So anytime you can get a, a, a quality victory over a team that is going to be contending for a Super Bowl, that's a huge W in my book. That's a yeah. massive W. Jalen Hurts, congrats on your first W. I love seeing you play. I want to see the pitch take a shot on you in the, in the third round. If you, did, if you slipped a little bit, you didn't slip. The, the Eagles jumped on you very, very early in the second round here. Uh, but congratulations. All congratulations are in due. Uh, Taysom Hill, to his credit, had an okay day, 20 okay. to 38, 300 yards passing. Okay day. okay day, two touchdowns, but a pick ended up costing the game. They only lose by three points, 24-21. Um, and Kamara added 50 yards on the ground for a touchdown as well. What were your thoughts on this game, and what does it mean, I guess, going forward for Philadelphia? Uh, as I guess they kind of still contend for a playoff spot. Well, I, well, first off, I just want to say that I called this game. I said that the Eagles were going to win because – that guy, number two, was leading the charge. Anytime that you get a new change, uh, especially from the quarterback position, uh, the wheels get to turn in. People get motivated a little bit more and want to win for this guy. It seems like everybody loves this guy, and that's just how it goes. Like, they just had that number, and I hopefully, hopefully they can carry it on to the next week um, and for the future with Jalen Hurts because, I, I mean, I like the guy. The guy is a great player. Great, right? I mean, a great, a great quarterback. Uh, we just have to see him throw a little bit more, which probably is going to happen uh, next year when they start, you know, di- uh, uh, building around him with plays. And a full offseason never hurts. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. A normal offseason, not a COVID offseason, a normal offseason. I'm assuming as the starter, unless they want to have a camp battle with him and Carson Wentz. But if I was the Eagles, I'd try to get Carson Wentz off my payroll as soon as humanly possible. Because that is burning a hole in your pocket. He's taking up 30% of your salary cap. 30%. Yeah, I was thinking about that, right? I was thinking about two players, actually, that I think will be gone this, uh, this year. And Wentz is one of them, and Cam is the other. Where Jimmy do you... Garoppolo. I, that's, that's, an iffy, that's an iffy thing because he's hurt. But um, I was thinking of one place that should probably go into running for either one of those dudes which is the team that we just talked about, the Washington Reds. I, mean, I almost slipped up right there. The Washington football team. Washington football team should definitely consider bringing in either Carson Wentz or Cam Newton, no matter what, no matter what you do uh, in this draft coming up. Uh, it, would just be, it would just make all the sense in the world to have some guys, uh, two guys who done it at the highest level that can compete and push uh, your 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 rookies um, to the next level if you do decide to bring in the quarterback. I mean, you bring in the quarterback. 
I think Camden makes a lot of sense. You have Ron Rivera there, who's just coaching Carolina for, what, mm-hmm. 10 years, 10-plus 10 yeah. years. Makes a lot of sense. They need a quarterback. Kyle Allen's probably not the solution there for them long-term. It remains to be seen whether or not they give Dwayne Haskins another shot. I'm, I'm not yeah. sure if they do. I'm sure they'll get another shot in general in the NFL, but probably not with yeah. Washington. Yeah. Uh, so Camden to Washington makes a lot of sense. Uh, I'm not sure about Wentz. Yeah, it's like, I'm not really sure about Wentz for a trade because that's kind of iffy in, in, interdivisional trades there, but I guess we'll see. Next game, Atlanta in, in the Chargers here. Justin Herbert actually gets a W for once and proves to 4-9. 20-17 is the final score. Atlanta falls to 4 Barely, but you know what? It still counts in the record books. That's all I'm going to say. Justin Herbert on the day, 36 of 44. They're going to throw his arm off his first year. <laughs> I swear to God. For 243 yards, a couple scores and a pick. Average day for, for Justin Herbert. But Austin Echo, the star of the day, 15 attempts, 79 yards, no scores, 5.3 yards a carry. He was also the team's leading receiver. Nine receptions, 67 yards on nine targets. He caught every single ball thrown to him, every single one. That's impressive. He's a mismatch out out in the open there, out of the backfield. It's hard for a linebacker to keep up with his kind of agility, uh, especially on these kind of these these cut routes towards the middle of the field. But uh, definitely impressive for sure to see Austin Eckler becoming that reliable weapon, that binky, if you will, for Justin Herbert moving forward. I can definitely see him being a stable of this offense for a long time. Similar to what James White was for this offense for the past five, six years for New England. Um, definitely could see him being, being a starting system for, for quite a while now. Uh, and, you know, Atlanta's up 17 to 20, you know, late in this game in the fourth. And Herbert kind of mounts a comeback after. We haven't really seen that before from Herbert. We've seen him lose, you know, in the last couple of minutes of play. We haven't really seen him lead a charge here to win a football game in a while. So it's nice to see that clutch factor finally come into play for the young quarterback, the Oregon product. And it's nice to see Anthony Lynn maybe trying to save his job because if he doesn't go on a, a kind of a winning streak towards the end of this year, he's out in L.A. Yeah. Uh, and you do not want to see Justin Herbert with a, a rookie quarter, a rookie uh, head coach going into his sophomore year. That just causes yeah. a lot of headaches for everyone involved. So uh, yeah. what do you think about this game? I mean, I, it, 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 I mean, it was a good game. I liked it. Uh, you could tell that, uh, you know, the X factor was back in the game with uh, Austin Eckler. Um, you know, Keenan Allen was, you know, was just a go-to, you know, is just a solid, is a solid go-to receiver, but also Eckler is a guy, is the ex-factor who changes the game for him. Um, you know, Gurley, Gurley was out there running hard, you know, he wanted to play, play against his, you know, play against his team and, uh, make him look bad. You know, it's a team that, you know, he was used to beating up on and, you know, he tried his best, you know, he did his thing. And, uh, well, let's talk about Gage. Did you see the, did you see the, the, the throw that he had? I was like, Justin Gage like is an underrated yard, guy. 40 to 50 yard throw? His dad played in the NFL for a couple years, too. He wasn't yeah. that Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, Justin Gage, solid player. Was a crazy great throw. I love seeing him. Crazy I, great. It, it's becoming more and more normalized now. You notice that Jarvis Landry, Muhammad Sanu, Justin Gage, uh, the list goes on and on here. Receivers are starting to throw the ball a lot more. It's a lot more trickery involved now than, than past years in the NFL. Yeah, that's 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 the that's the uh, that's the good old. Hey, we ain't got nothing else going for ourselves right now, so we need to try something new. Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola. I mean, the guys like that. It's it's kind of weird. Like it is, it's kind of weird. Plays to go off of. That's what happens. I also think it's starting to see the college game bleed into the NFL. You see it a lot with the read option stuff, the RPO stuff that's taken the league by storm the last couple of years here. You know, it started kind of in 2012 when RG3 was drafted. The read option took over football for a year and then it disappeared for like two, three years. 
Then it started to slowly come back, and then it really took full when the RPO started to fall out. And now you have pretty much a college-level game in the pro. A lot more reverses, a lot more jet sweeps, a lot more screens. So it's interesting to see the NFL start to bend its knee kind of towards college-level football because they weren't getting the results they should have been getting from these athletes that were making the step to the next level. So will it continue to happen? Probably. Is it a good thing for the league? I would say, yeah, it makes it more exciting. I think these, these, these plays are more exciting for the game. I think it attracts more viewership. So, yeah, by all means, you should go for it. Absolutely, especially when you're, you know, when you're drafting players who are really good at it. You have to play towards their, their skills. Exactly, exactly. And, and I think people are understanding, especially coaches are starting to understand now, that you can you know, structure your offense around your player's strengths, not just by your system. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot of coaches falter in the fact that they try to set one system to be black and white no matter what circumstance, and you try to push players in to fit the puzzle when they're the wrong puzzle piece. Yeah. Um, and you've seen that a lot over the past couple of years here. All right, but next game, Packers-Lions, 31-24 is the final score. Aaron Rodgers gets uh, another signature win against his buddy Matt Stafford uh, on Sunday afternoon football here. They improve to – what do they improve to? 10-3. And he had a pretty good game as well. Three touchdowns in the air, 26-33, 290 yards. Um, also, the, the, number one play, uh, the number one receiver in football here is Devontae Adams. And he yeah. proved it again on Sunday. Seven receptions, 115 yards, and a touchdown on 10 targets. I mean, towards the red zone, this guy is near uncoverable. Like, they, they can't do anything about it. And I, don't, I, don't, and I would offer some solution because I like to think of myself as a strategist in the game of football. But I have no, sorry, no answers for you at all. Absolutely no answers for you at all. Cover two, man-to-man, nope. Zone, nope. Cover three, nope. Cover six, nope. Cover four, invert, nope. Nothing. Nothing will work because he'll find a way to get open. He is one of the best receivers in the league to not only beat you in man, but to find soft spots in the zone. He's just so cerebral with it. Great footwork, great everything, great route running. This guy is, is, is an elite-level talent, a scary talent. And the fact that he is Aaron Rodgers in the football makes it that much worse. That's what I was. That's what I was just about to get to. When you have an uh, when you have an elite level quarterback at, uh, like the way you do, uh, is is it would only it would only behoove you to come back even better. So when you guys both get on the field, it's unstoppable, and that's exactly what they're doing right now. It's like they're 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 uh, they're connecting on a different wavelength right now, and it's proving it. That was a big boy word there, behoove. I like that. Let's use that more. Behoove. I like that. Anyway, next game here, and this made me so happy. I was smiling ear to ear. The Pittsburgh Steelers in the Buffalo Bills, 26-15 is the final score. Pittsburgh, I said you were frauds two weeks ago as the number one seed, and I was goddamn right. Second loss in a row. In Buffalo, who I said this year would win the AFC East, you also said it as well, have really shown that they can compete with anyone in the NFL. And granted, I said Pittsburgh's a fraud. They're still not a bad football team. They're just fraudish at where they're ranked. That's why I want to make the distinction there. They're still not a bad football team. They're just not a top three team in the league. Buffalo, on the other hand, have a commanding victory against this Pittsburgh Steelers defense, the number one presumed team in the NFL. Josh Allen. 24 of 43, 238 yards, a couple scores, and a touchdown. Almost cost him the game on that pick. But one guy I want to highlight here, Stephon Diggs, 10 Man. receptions, 130 yards, and a touchdown. And I, really, and I said this at the beginning of the year here, there was not a better pairing for Josh Allen than Stephon Diggs. Stephon yeah. Diggs is the best deep ball getter in the league. Even none, everybody was hating on him. They were, they were hating on him. But no matter what you can try to hate on Stephon Diggs, whether it's adjunct off the way, whether it's his ability to catch balls underneath, he can go get the football down the field. 
Absolutely. And what does Josh Allen do? Throws the ball 100 yards down the field on his knee. Absolutely. That's what he does. He has, he has a rocket arm, and Stephon Diggs has a nose of the football, and that was the best combo possible for the young quarterback to have in Buffalo. And that's exactly what ended up happening. No, it was a uh, it was a great game, man. I I, I liked it. Um, you know, just a lot of a lot of drops that was going on on uh, the the Steelers side. <clears throat> they need to fix that. You know, there's a lot of easy drops as well that would have converted first uh, third downs to first downs. Um, those are you know those are those are downs that you need to keep you on a, keep you on the field and 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 to uh, tire out the team. You know, the defensive team and and their and their mental. So. Um, you know, just cleaning that up and being able to catch the ball and hang on to the ball. There was a couple fumbles. Um, you know, they – I mean, this game probably would turn out to a different – you know, turn out in a different way. But, you know, it was still a good game nonetheless. For sure, 100%. It was a good game for football fans in general. Um, ben Roethlisberger, shaky on the day without his run game. 21 of 37, 187 yards, two scores, also two picks. And the run yeah. game was not there in the slightest. James Conner. 10 carries, only 18 yards, 1.8 yards a carry. was a tough day for the, I would say, star running back. And it was tough to see that in this offense who they rely on consistently to set up Ben Roethlisberger's downfield passing. Um, You know, and they have a great receiving core down there in Pittsburgh. Obviously, they have one of the best scouting departments when it comes to receivers. Juju had a pretty good day, six receptions, 55 yards on the touchdown, seven uh, targets here. Deontay Johnson had 40 yards on four receptions. Um... But they really blanketed Chase Claypool. They made sure he was taken out of the out of the equation, out of the game plan, down the field. And that that was a uh, recipe that worked for them. Claypool only 15 yards on three receptions. He was only targeted six times during the game. This is the blueprint to be to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Stop the run game and pick off Big Ben because he's not making mistakes. He's getting old. He's getting frail, and his weapons, while they're elite, can't always bail him out. That's that's what I say about this game. I don't know about all that, but that you know, I know I know how you do with your. With your little statements, but uh, Ben Roethlisberger, look, I mean, to me, it looked good. Uh, you know, it's a testament to the drops that were going on. It's like, how can you, you know, I'm looking at it as like, what, where else can I put the ball for you? Is how I'm looking at it. If you if you catch the ball, then you know this is a different game. This is a different story. Yeah, for sure. I think you're right. First down, teams are staying on the field longer. Yeah, you right. tired like that. Hundred percent. Last game of the, of, of the week here was Monday Night Football, the Dang. Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens, a classic Monday Night Football showdown. We talked about it earlier, but it's good to, to touch back on this again here. A combined what? Let's add this up here. I'm bad at math. Five, three. Uh, 35 points in the fourth quarter combined. 35. That is a classic shootout. Almost 50 points from both teams here. Yes. And I do feel bad for Baker Mayfield. I haven't really said that before, but Baker Mayfield, I feel bad for you, buddy. I mean, you did everything possible to win this football game for your team. You left, yeah. the, you left the field with a, with a, a touchdown lead, um, or not a touchdown lead, to tie the game with just a minute left. And, and then Lamar Jackson comes out of, the, out of the locker room here, leads his team down the field in, in, what, 40 seconds, and Justin Tucker hits the game-winning field goal. Um, and then they have like a weird like lateral thing at the end of the game. It ended up lasting like two and a half minutes, and then they lose the game on a safety. That's why they have 47 points. But, um, I mean, Lamar overall, passing-wise, still wasn't great. Only 17 uh, attempts, 11 completions, 163 yards, and a touchdown. Also, Trace McShirley came in the game for yep. four attempts because Lamar had stomach cramps. Nah, he went to go, he went to go take a shit, guys. That's what happens. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what happens. He pulled a Paul Pierce. He said he didn't pull a Paul Pierce, but he pulled a Paul Pierce. He went to the locker room to go to the bathroom and then came back out. But to his credit, he won the football game. 
Yeah. That's really all that matters. He got loosened up in the locker room, went back out there, and won the football game. It's funny. <laughs> the, the, the first play after he came back out was a fourth down. Yeah. Rolled to the right, threw to Hollywood Brown down the field, and he caught it for a touchdown. Like that, that, that's, that's crazy. That is, that is absolutely nuts. That, that, that's crazy. But Lamar still, given he got the, the game winner there, and he gets a lot of credit for the game winner, only 163 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Like, still passing, not a great game. Rushing, had 124 yards and two touchdowns. So, that saved your game a little bit, obviously. But it doesn't really dispel your running back rumors. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. And I've said this a lot. I, I, I'm not going to say it again because I'm getting sick of saying it myself. But, Lamar, learn to pass effectively from the pocket. Please. <laughs> Just do, it. do me a favor. Just do it. Please. Because you will not be successful long-term if you can't do that. You're 8-5 you're and five right now. You have a shot at the playoffs. Um, I'm just saying, be careful, Lamar. Pass in the pocket. You will, you will regret it if you don't. I, I, think it's, I, think it's, I think this is planned, to be honest with you. Uh, there are already talks about it, 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 is, he, is he a true quarterback coming into the league? Uh, that's always been a knock on him uh, throughout his career. He had one. He had one really great season, um, where you know people were starting to you know cool it with the with the doubting. But now it's like it's showing up again, where it's you know, are you going to be a throw the ball or not? Um, you know, my dad, my dad loves him. I mean, I like him. I love him too. But uh, when it comes down to being a quarterback, you have to be able to do everything, and that's throw the ball, run the ball, read the play. You know, it's unfortunate that you have to do all this stuff, but that's a part of the game. That's what that's what comes with being a quarterback. And um, you know, he did a good job managing the game and, and getting him in, uh, getting him in position to win the game and coming back. You know, because that was a, that was another knock on him. Could he? Could he? Is he one of those players that can come back uh, from a deficit? So uh, he showed. You know, he proved he proved a lot of people wrong, but he also didn't prove that he could throw the ball except for those last two plays, which I think any, you know, well, not anybody, nobody can, I don't think everybody can make the plays that he made throwing the ball down the field off of the run going to the right, but um, it's expected of him to do that. So uh, we want to start seeing things that, you know, aren't expected of you. For sure. I'm with you hundred percent. Baker Mayfield, on the other hand, had three touchdowns, uh, almost 400 yards combined, rushing and passing on the ground, uh, 28 to 47 passing. And he did almost everything possible in this game for, for Cleveland. Absolutely. So I, I do feel bad for him. I feel bad for him. Receiving-wise, Kareem Hunt led the, led the Browns for six receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown, almost a game winner. I mean, almost well, the game tire. It was the game tire. It wasn't the game it was winner. The game tire, yeah. Game tire. And then Nick Chubb had 17 carries for 82 yards and a couple touchdowns, 4.8 yards a carry. He's a beast, too. Beast. Uh, Week 14 in the book for Stafford and Matthews here. If you guys didn't know, I'm actually seven games ahead of Chris Matthews in, in the standings right now. Hoping to close the gap, uh, finish the year with the higher uh, win percentage here. I think I have 65% of the games I've picked correctly, and Chris has 62. Well, what is it this week? Because I know I've, I know for sure, for a fact, I picked a couple of games that, was, uh, that you didn't pick that I won. Well, we have to ask Kev. Kev will, we'll have Kev on that real quick, and we'll figure it out. Um, Kev, you should always post, pop up like a little – well, no, not Kev, but our producers, they need to, like, post up a little – every time we talk about this, they need, our, our stat sheet needs to pop up right here on the screen and just pull up, boom, while we're talking. That's a good so idea. No, what's really going on. That's a good idea, actually. All right, week 15 picks, rapid fire. Here we go. Chargers, Raiders, Thursday Night Football. I'm going with the Raiders. I'm going to go with the Chargers, but only because I'm selfish. 
I want to pick the Chargers because I want the Patriots to have a shot in the playoffs. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Bills, Broncos. Uh, Bills. Bills. Panthers, Packers. 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 49ers, Cowboys. Uh, 49ers. Cowboys, despite you. Patriots, oh. Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> Patriots, Dolphins. Dolphins. I'm going with the Patriots. I, I mean, I, I mean like when I said Patriots, I mean what I said. I think they're on the table. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, yeah. You're gonna come up with this spiel about oh yeah, they're they're terrible. Rookie, rookie quarterbacks are terrible against. Bill they are. Rodgers. I don't they are. This shit. They are. They are. But okay. Seahawks, Washington football team. Seahawks. Seahawks. Bears, Vikings. Uh, I'm going with the Vikings. I'll go with the Vikings too, but I don't trust Kirk to win that game for I me. don't either, but I'm going with him. Jags, Ravens. 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 Bucks, Falcons. Bucks. Could be a mess up game for Tom Brady and company, but I'll go with the Bucks too. It could. It could. It could. I mean, you know, Falcons is playing playing decent right now. True. Lions, Titans. I'm going with Titans. I'm going to go with the Titans too. Texans, Colts. 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 Eagles, Cardinals. Cardinals. No, Eagles. I kind of want to go with the Eagles, too. <laughs> I'm going with the Eagles. I'll go they're, with Arizona just to be opposite. They're riding high right now. I'll, I'll go with Arizona to be opposite. Jets, Rams. Rams. Easy decision of my life, Rams. Chiefs, Saints, great football game. Chiefs. Chiefs, and I don't have a question about it either. And it's going and, and it's, and it's to be a high-scoring game. Unless Drew Brees is back, it's, it's, it's not even a question for me. Yeah, it's um, not even if he is back, it's still not gonna be it's still not gonna be enough for him. I, but I but I do think uh uh there it's gonna be a high scoring game. I do think that. Yeah. Browns, Giants, Browns. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going with the I'm going with the Browns. No, I'm going with the Giants. Giants, all right. Steelers, Bengals. Steelers. I really wish Joe Burrow was here. I <laughs> I really do. I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh as well. That wraps up week 15 through the eyes of Stafford and Matthews. Also, before we close out the show, I want to make sure we shout out our sponsor, Colin Covers. If you guys want any – Exactly. If you guys want any uh, betting advice, any sports advice when it comes to uh, different lines and different money lines and everything, check out at Colin Covers on Instagram. He is you know, dedicated. He is smart. He's intelligent. And he has all the answers for you to win some money. So if you want to win some money, check out at Colin Covers on Instagram. Uh, we appreciate you being a sponsor for the show for the next few months, and, and we make sure that uh, we show you out every, every, every single episode. So definitely, Absolutely. Colin, appreciate it. Um, Chris, any final thoughts? Boston's Big 3 website, man. Go check out our merch. You remember, we got vacuums. We got lights. We got pictures. We got built-in chimneys. <laughs> I'm just naming stuff that's going on in my house right now. <laughs> that that's, oh, that's so good. Hey, we got it all. Boston's Big Three. Go check it out, man. Go check out our website, man. Go check out Joe's merch. Go check out my merch, man. We're doing good in this, in the merch game right now. I feel like we're, we, we're if actually you guys want our, If you guys want a late Christmas present, Stafford and Matthews hoodie. And then go, go follow Stafford and Matthews on Instagram and YouTube, I mean, on Instagram, YouTube, and on Twitter, you know, whatever, whatever social media that you guys uh, dedicate yeah. your lives to, go check it out, follow us. We need to plug that more because we need some, we need some more followers on that page. And, and we have good content, so you guys should follow it anyway, not just Great for our content. sake. Just do it. Anyway. So, 
Yeah, man, go check it out, man. Happy holidays to everybody. You know, Christmas is coming up, man. You know, times are still hard for a lot of people out here with this pandemic, with losses of jobs, being able to help out. Um, actually, um, I'm going to be helping out uh, one of my guys. He's a, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a LA rapper, but um, he's trying to come up in the scene. He's doing a Christmas giveaway on a, uh, a, 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 a toy drive on uh, December the 20th um, in Los Angeles. Uh, if you guys, you know, guys, anybody have any kids or anything like that, man, bring them out. Um, I just posted the flyer not too long ago, so it'll be on the web. I mean, it'll be out there and uh, just come through, man, kick it, hang out, support the kids, support my boy. There we go. Always good to be supporting the kids here. Also, our Jewish followers, happy Hanukkah. I know that it started a couple of days ago, so happy Hanukkah if you guys celebrate um christmas around around the corner i don't know when kwan's is but um definitely around the corner i'm sure as well all in the same kind of um time yeah. period but definitely whatever you celebrate we want to make sure we wish you a happy and safe Absolutely. holiday um what do you what'd you get me for christmas chris uh what did i get you for christmas bro i got i got stafford and matthews alcohol bottles i got <laughs> Stafford and Matthews <laughs> toys. I got Stafford and Matthews uh, cheers, uh, baby cheers. What else do you need, bro? I got everything for you. Whatever I'll take you that. I'll take that jersey. <laughs> oh yeah, I got you. I got you. Hey, I, hey, I got something special for you. Watch. Okay, I'll wait for it. Wait for it. Same line you hit me, bro. I got you. All right, all right. I got something special for you. Watch. All right, sounds good. All right. <laughs> Stafford and Maddie's wrapping up for episode 14 now. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. We'll talk to you guys soon. Definitely, man. God bless. <laughs>